Greetings, Matt comrades. It is your humble DM, Mike Gergoni, here to let you know that we here at Material Components are now part of the Punch-Up Entertainment Network. Punch-Up is proud to present such podcasts as Panel Up, The Action Shelf, and The Very Podcast you're listening to right now. And of course, the best way to support all of these shows is by going to patron.podbean.com slash punchup and becoming a patron today. When you do, you'll get access to all sorts of bonus content, including a brand new one-shot from the folks here at Material Components, in which our heroes attempt to solve a murder in the urban fantasy streets beyond the veil. If you ever wanted to hear Michael Lisman playing as Detective Sasquatch, now's your chance. Once again, that's patron.podbean.com slash punchup. Thanks for all the support, and now, let's get you into this week's episode. Material Components, Season 2, Episode 63, Deeply Disturbing. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. I'm your humble dragon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Aloha. Hey, everybody. Uh, I am Olivia, and I will be playing Florian of Akalar. I'm Elliot, and I am playing Shay. I am Michael, and I'm playing Oswald, Octavian Theophilus, the rightful third. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Amari. Indeed. And of course, before we begin today's session, I have to ask the same question I ask every time, and that is... Michael Lisman. Do you remember what happened last time? Yes, uh, I do. Um... So, I'm having a stroke. I'm having I'm a stroke. stroke. <laughs> if you don't know what that's from, it's a Simpsons joke. Okay, moving on. It, moving on. Um, yeah, so we were mid-heist when we started our last session. Uh, and I had been caught in uh, uh, Declan Shattersword's room by apparently one of many Ragnas. Uh, we found out that Ragna has a couple of chain, uh, four changelings or five changelings. I can't remember. There four are changelings. four changelings and five Ragnas in total. Well, gotcha. a group of Ragnas are called a Ragnai. So mm. really, we should actually uh, a group yeah. of Ragnas is called a Ragnarok. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. You have bested uh, me, Mike. <laughs> Once again, and this isn't the first time. <laughs> this it, it wasn't was, the last. It, nope. <laughs> uh so i lied a bunch um and uh, avoided immediate danger um however it did lead uh, that ragna to summon me to ragna prime uh meanwhile uh downstairs florian was beating the pants off of pants and uh declan shattersword at queen's court Shorts. Uh, shorts, not beating the beating oh, the pants off of shorts. Well, that's less funny, but okay, we got to start over. No. Yeah, okay, <laughs> uh, yeah. Take, take two, <laughs> take two. Yeah, um, 
But yeah, ultimately ended up beating uh, Declan Shattersword by going all in in more ways than one. I had to make sure I put that in there because um, it was very good. Uh, Shay full on flirted with one of the Ragnas. Um, wasn't really sure where that was going to go. I think we were all very worried. Um, but so was up. I. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Shay had that in the bag uh, the entire time. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Uh, and then Amari was full on solid snaking uh, in the security room and snapped two guys' necks. Uh, what does this <laughs> neck snapping come from? Fine. You ripped your hearts out. Yeah, I'm, with my teeth. I'm, yeah, spending XP to determine that you actually snapped your neck. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm I'm gonna spend XP to say that you did the the I don't remember whose final it is Scorpion I think where you take their spines and just yank them out of their bodies. Pull them out. You went I full, was thinking full MacGruber. I was just about to say you you uh, <laughs> threw a bag of throat lozenges and you said you're gonna need the whole bag and then rip their throat out. And then I left in uh, a cardboard box. Exactly. So anyways, uh, as I was making my way down the hallway towards uh, Ragna's office all the way on the tippy top floor, I asked for a favor. I needed something big to get out of this meeting that I was dreading. Uh, And so Amari delivered and triggered a tsunami warning in the building, which, uh, I mean, yeah, you can guess that that went. It it was classic Oracle Zero. um, Par for the course. Yeah. 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 So uh, when in doubt, start a riot. So in the chaos, I made my escape. It works. Um, yeah. Shay stole the security fob from Declan, and Florian tried to cash in the chips that he won. Unfortunately, <laughs> unsuccessfully. Uh, but what was successful is that we stole Declan's ship, uh, which I believe we dubbed the Pussy Wagon, and made our <laughs> escape. What is this uh, we? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was all of us. Pretty sure it was pretty a collective. Sure it was, it was, uh, yeah, <laughs> consensus. In yeah. point of fact, in the theft of the vessel, you would learn that its name is, in fact, the Golden Comet. But mm. not that as good. Yeah, it doesn't roll <laughs> off the tongue the same way. Yeah. Uh, well, that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and we've peaked as a podcast. All Good right. Now. Well, great episode, everybody. Yeah. Well done. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> but leastways, yes, you absconded with the Golden Comet, the uh, sports spaceship. Owned by Declan Shattersword in an attempt to steal the Formian generator that was contained within, like some kind of a delicious nougaty center to this golden wrapped chocolate bar of a spaceship. But you managed to do so by causing a the reaction to a disaster without the actual disaster. And Which, by- yeah, it's good. That's a good for our for us. That's pretty good. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, it's classic. I could have caused a tsunami. Behavior. Like that's just par for the course. Heisting one hundred and one. Yeah. Can wizards cause tsunamis? Is that something I didn't know about wizards? Uh, if they try real, real hard, then yeah. maybe. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it know. depends on how much they want to blow up a moon. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, there are multiple ways to go about it, I guess. But least sure. ways. Now it's me just like extrapolating. Okay, yeah. how could they cause a tsunami? There's a couple of ways, but. <laughs> Actual conversation between <laughs> Shay and Oswald. Uh, I, I will have to discuss <laughs> this with Cole at a later date. <laughs> As you find yourselves now back aboard your larger ship, the Tiresian, with the Golden Comet nestled snugly inside like some kind of spaceship Matrushka doll. Mm. And that is where we find Oracle Zero. The mission is not over. Our danger gauge is still set at level nine. As last you saw, emergency vehicles sent by the, uh, the, the freehold government that is technically in charge of this world uh, was scouring the area for this emergency evacuation for an emergency that is not happening. Uh, so there may or may not be a few people that are, let's say looking in to the fact that this was all triggered. Mm. Mm -hmm. And they won't find a damn thing. <laughs> well, well, you Amari. <laughs> well, to, yeah, well, to that point, speaking of Amari, it has been, uh, mentioned that Amari has been made and people definitely know that he is here um, and potentially that he is connected because one part of Oswald's lie is that he was speaking on behalf mm -hmm. of the hegemony. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's not, it's not untraceable is all I'm saying. <laughs> There, it's circumstantial at best. Circumstantial at best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not admissible in court at all. A, a, a tangled <laughs> web has been woven at the Five Flames Resort and Casino that may or may not implicate the involvement of several of your number, one of which at least by name. Good and cool. So what Oracle Zero's plan is at this point, boy, uh, I would just love to know. Because right yeah. now you are in the cargo hold of the Tiresian, staring and uh, disembarking at this really gaudy golden spaceship that you've absconded with. Your Cogrish ally, Vesnis, who is apparently still awake at this point, because it is like two in the morning at this point, is inspecting the vehicle as... I indicated last time this vehicle is not only extremely fast, but also extremely dangerous to drive uh, for those who are maybe a little less skilled with it because of its propulsion systems and their capability of destroying whatever is behind this particular craft. Meanwhile, your uh, Taro hacker ally, Kala, who is also aboard the ship, is slowly regaining her consciousness, rubbing sleep from her eyes as you have come back with your stolen goods. Um, quick question for Oswald. Yes? Has Oswald shared with the team all of the details about what was in the room? Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I believe I said on calm. Uh, okay. Yeah. There so was, you are aware. At the very least, a very uh, hurried text alert of the items which were located in Declan Shattersword's room, which included, but weren't limited to, a suit of ritualistic armor that is the effective equivalent of a nuclear weapon in the right yeah. hands. 
Yes. So knowing that Amari's primary goal is to get the fuck off this planet. We can do for me and generator stuff elsewhere. This whole place is, is bad news. Yeah, I mean, oh, yes, definitely. I, I, I don't remember if I posited this in character or out of or out of character. So I will just say Florian has this thought. I, I mean, we we need to be untraceable, though. I'm I'm sure someone like Declan has, you know, some sort of space fantasy lojack on his vehicle. Uh, I don't know why I said space fantasy. Obviously we're in space and it's not fantasy. It's true. It's real. Yeah. Yeah. But just low Jack. Uh, But I mean, maybe we could get, uh, Hey, Hey Mira. And as you say that out loud, there is a slight buzz in the air. You're not quite sure where it comes from. But then a voice that you can all hear will say, yes. Do you uh, do you have a way to make anything in inside of the ship? uh, I don't know, invisible or uh, untrackable. If you are asking if I can disable any locating sub algorithms in the ship systems, I believe I could. What about in this ship systems? And I'll just kind of like vague, like gesture to the golden comet. Oh, I see. Fascinating. I would need to be directly linked with this ship systems, allowed access into its subroutines. That would be quite fascinating. Florian like makes a an, a quickly aborted movement to like go do that, and then is like, I have no idea how I would do that so i'll just like look i mean <laughs> i mean we'd mostly just have to yeah uh so htmi cord uh, <laughs> oh sorry i mean weirdly <laughs> enough i'm worried me. yeah i'm worried for mara it's just like what if there's like a virus in there i don't want her catching a cold or whatever you know like yeah. we don't know where this gross vehicle <laughs> is yeah this <laughs> What kind uh, of data is, is stored on this yeah. guy's hard drive? You know, I don't want yeah. this vehicle yeah. near near my our our, our space <laughs> my precious child. baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me. Uh, yeah, kiddo. Guys, listen. Yes. Let me make sure that this is going to be safe for Mira. Let me. Fuck around with it a little bit. Because I need to break into this thing anyway. So let me look at the hard drives and all the data on here and make sure that nothing's gonna nothing bad's gonna happen if she gets in there. Sure. Um uh, Okay. Um quick question. Now I believe I did uh, communicate that there was a weapon uh, within that facility, within that building, uh, equivalent to uh, well a very destructive uh, force. Uh, what do we do with this information? Who do we tell? Should shouldn't we tell somebody about Everyone. this? Everyone. Put it Ev- somewhere very public, or put it on your ar- archive or whatever. I'm sure it'll get to the right people. Hmm. If people are doing illegal arms trade in something like this, 
folks need to know about it. I agree, yes. Especially if it's something like that. Yeah, like it's fucked the, up that anybody the, the, has those anymore. I have posted mm, sensitive material on the archive before, and the information has, well, disappeared. So, um, perhaps we could... Just tweet well, it. I could do it. Just tweet <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the equivalent is. Um, it is a MetaNet program <laughs> called Sprite. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's right. Oh, we, yeah, we're not, I'm not giving any information to my sibling. We give I them just, the, the opportunity to post a, anything. A lot of followers that would go viral really quickly. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all I'm not, saying. No, that's not. <laughs> Wait, not are you talking about VidPop sensation Oswald Octavian Theophilus II? I, I am. As <laughs> has been established, I'm a that big fan. Out yeah. of the question. We all are. Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I suppose. Well, three, I suppose three I'm a fan of in the sense. <laughs> yeah. I suppose I'm a fan in the sense that there are worse siblings, um, but uh, <laughs> it's not a high bar. Uh, but, anyways, uh, yeah, I suppose I could. I could post it. Uh, we should. We should. I should ha- make copies um, so that if anything disappears, then. Uh, 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 why don't I just go take care of that and I'll find some good channels to, to post this on. It would also probably cause enough chaos that I mean it would make them real mad but it would also make it harder for them to immediately come after and murder all of us because they'll probably be scrambling to attempt to avoid um... <clears throat> oh just all of the criminal charges <laughs> that does bring to mind something I should probably mention. Now, when I was up in Declan Shattersword's room, mm-hmm. boy, I don't know if this is the right time to mention it, but, um... Well, well you I, said it now, you gotta say it. I did, I did. I I don't know what came over me. It was, uh... It was the first thing that popped in my head, and it seemed like a good idea at the time, but now, in retrospect, I'm wondering if there might be consequences to it. So let's just rip this band-aid off and um well I was caught by one of the Ragnas, I think I mentioned that. And mm-hmm. they asked me what I was doing in 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 the room. And so I uh, there's a number of things I could have said. I could have said uh, no, I'm certainly uh you you're mistaken. I do work here uh, or something, you know, to that effect. But of course, you know, uh, I may have mentioned offhand that I was an agent of the hegemony seeking um, to bring charges against <sighs> Shattersword for smuggling weapons of mass destruction. Shay is it- like in the middle of Shay is like in the middle of climbing into the co- back into the cockpit and it's just like, oh, woof. <laughs> I'll let you all handle that one. <laughs> Which is why I am grateful that I didn't have to have the conversation with Ragna Prime because that was going to be the yeah, fact that it worked the first time was, off. <laughs> was impressed. I used all of my aether to get that one through. <laughs> Boy, it squeaked by. Wow, and 
So good it was. So, I mean, no, that's actually, that is probably actually good, because they'll be looking for hegemony, you know, allied folks, and when they don't find an avia that fits your description amongst that band, it'll cause, you know, it'll be confusing. We're not hoping We're i just figured associates of anybody in the hegemony <laughs> bar one yeah mm-hmm. but you're not with but you're not like with them with them anymore right it's circumstantial <laughs> at best <laughs> <laughs> and amari you remember uh a notice that you received not too long ago about certain things happening back in the hegemony. Do you recall mm-hmm. uh, the details of that at all? Yep. Yep. For, for uh, our listeners and maybe the, uh, the, the crew, what, what exactly is briefly passing in front of Amari's mind right now regards to that note? So uh, Amari's wife, uh, sent him a communication stating that uh, she is potentially lined up for a different mate uh, on Vastplane, which would... Additional. Uh, I mean, that's normally how things go on Vastplane. However, uh, against... Not against, but uh, non-traditionally, uh, Amari and his wife, Layla, are, in fact, married. Um, so the fact that she is now looking for an additional mate is strange and weird and is probably going to be putting some sort of, uh, her or someone else into a better position politically and to, uh, distance themselves from Amari. It it definitely indicated that Amari's wife is looking to climb some political ladders in the hegemony. Which is weird. Well, good for her. <laughs> so when Oswald says, well, we're not, no one's directly connected to anything going on in the hegemony. I'm married to the hegemony. <laughs> Quite literally. literally. <laughs> yes. Well, do we know about, we didn't, we don't actually know about that. Though, not really, correct? no. Yeah, Amari no. didn't, didn't really open up about that. Not going to. And I I mean, using a little dramatic irony here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to keep clear character knowledge versus player. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I mean, you know, and and even Amari, you haven't been. Well, I mean, I guess there was all that weird. Super secret nonsense you were doing for them. I guess that was pretty recent. But. We like we. uh uh, took down a terror cell, like on their on their asking. Yeah, <laughs> you're remembering that, okay? Yeah, <laughs> no, and I told sure. I, I told y'all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was just saying, like, oh, you haven't been kind of involved in them in that whole political sphere for a while, but I, I guess that's not yeah true. Oh, <clears throat> gotcha. We're still on this. Sorry, I spaced out for a second there. <laughs> Oswald's eyes went cross-eyed. I mean, his mouth was open and a, a fly flew in and out of his mouth. 
I still well, don't I think it's I, don't, I still don't think it's necessarily a problem. I think really the more important problem is getting away without being directly tracked hmm. and from an upper catwalk yeah. Kala will say on that subject should we still even be here to have this discussion no, no. we shouldn't so um and uh, she will look over to you Amari as like, like one of the, the only dudes who can fly the ship Yep, I yep, I <laughs> I was going to do this earlier, but then we we got on the topic of like, oh, we we might be tra- being tracked. So, um, yeah, to the uh, does this have a helm you or have a bridge? There... Okay, a bridge. Okay, cool. Yeah, the Tyrrhenian has like a whole room that is where you operate the ship from. There is uh, some of the more basic comms equipment there. There is the the actual like helm where you steer the ship and there is uh, a bunch of other places that would be for a crew up there you can all get up on the bridge if you wanted to there is all that is also the location of the isolation pod that shay usually pops into whenever you all have to warp all ahead full 10 degrees down bubble let's go (laughs) okay so and just so i'm putting all the information on the table here Having stolen this ship, you are now proposing to leave suddenly in the middle of the night. Okay. Seems like other people would probably want to do that, given that there was a tidal wave, a tsunami warning, you know. I'm not saying you're wrong to do so. I'm just merely painting the picture of what's happening here. Do we need to pay anything or have we, we've already paid for our our docking here. Is there any procedure? And bribe the dock master. Yeah. 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 Maybe we could double I, bribe the dockmaster. But I feel like bri- like in that bribing of the dockmaster is probably the implication of like we might have to bounce pretty quickly. That seems fairly uh on the level I mean, technically for a bribery. What the, <laughs> technically what the bribe was is we're not here. So <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> okay. So, as of right now, Shay is investigating the data logs and systems aboard the Golden Comet. Uh, Oswald is attempting to figure out the best way to alert the traditional power structures of a certain weapons dealer who is maybe dealing in some weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, I am also going to try and post it on the archive. I want to see if I can get some... uh, some, Okay. uh, cred there. Uh, Amari is helming the Tiresian to GTFO. What is Florian doing during all of this? Oh, I'm just chilling. Florian is a vibe. <laughs> I Hey, listen, I just won us a bunch of money and you know, Which, eventually we'll be able to go collect it. Yeah, lest we forget you handed over to a certain brother Hune on the way out the door. I've done my part for this. Right. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Was apparently there the whole time. The whole time. I love that dude. <laughs> <laughs> he does pop up from time to time. Mm-hmm. He's good at that. Uh, is there anything you want your NPC friends to be doing? Is there anything Kala or Vesnus can be doing to help? And is there anything you want Mera doing during all of this? I think as soon as Shay finishes checking over this 
ship just to like make sure i do think we should have mara like potentially go in and just delete any trace of like any sort of tracking or low jack or sure but until shay is finished clearing the ship nothing in particular you want her uh helping with could could Kala assist Shay for now? Yeah. Um, uh, okay, because I, I was going to say Kala should go back to bed. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she's really tired. She honestly well, well, hasn't been up to much the last couple of days, so it's not as though y- she's been on these like long-winded, hard days or anything. She's been just okay. hanging out with the ship for the last couple of days while y'all have been here. Okay. Yeah. Because I know that she yeah. like she had some t- had a rough time recovering from having to constantly be covering our tracks while we were getting here. So, but if she, yeah. yeah, if she, if she can help, that would be lovely. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Vesnus, anything in particular? Somebody Not should probably be up. Somebody should probably be listening to see like what people are communicating about this event at this oh, time. I- see if there's any like hold on people being able to leave the planet or like if we're going to run into any trouble. Uh, where that. that is concerned. Oh, oh, great! Just like logging into the police scanners, <laughs> which um, is absolutely something the Tiresian in specific can do because of your advanced yeah. scanning equipment. Yeah, yeah. So just like any, yeah, but that Chlorine Terminal. can totally take take care of that. Is like looking for yeah police scanners, but also just like kind of keeping an eye on. Okay. Uh, just uh, general general chatter. <laughs> yeah. It is so good that you did that because as you are lifting off from the planet and Florian, you find yourself coming into the the kind of like side depot that would have been weapons batteries in a standard version of the ship and is now just a bank of consoles that lets you access different kind of scanning equipment, both the long range and the like the deep probe scanners and all the stuff that the Tiresian seems especially suited to. And so as soon as you like flick on to like short bandwidth ranges of planetary communications, everything lights up because everybody's talking to everybody right now. Mm -hmm. When you slowly begin to narrow it down to like emergency response and law enforcement channels, which is something the Tiresian is absolutely equipped to do, you (laughs) quickly find out that there is going to be a military response to this because somebody triggered a tsunami warning on a Republic coalition world on a heavily populated Island. Uh, Cause while the Island you're on, on this planet, Seawell, uh port Izel specifically is the name of this location. That is not the only populated part of this planet. The, this planet is a uh, mm. part of the Republic coalition, a large galactic governmental body that is one of the major thorns in the side of the Connus Empire. And apparently they are not taking too kindly to somebody triggering uh, some kind of warning. There is like word flying back and forth about some kind of terrorist attack or some kind of espionage happening. People are worried that it's the Connus Empire. The first like sign of planetary invasion is usually an override of like planetary communication systems, which would be linked in with emergency broadcast systems. Oh, wow. (laughs) Does it, does it sound like there's any sort of organized, um, 
like organized response happening or is it still kind of chaos? Cause they're like trying to find, I'm assuming that they're like, if this was an invasion, it wouldn't just be that, right? It would be other things as well. No. And you would know that like the first thing that happens when the Connus empire invades a world is they override the emergency broadcast systems of that planet and announce that they're invading in a hopes of just like surrender now and nothing bad has to happen to any of you. Right. And that's not happening. So, so that, yeah, it's not them, but what you do hear is a familiar voice talking, uh, from a place of authority that seems to be beginning to coordinate the response to this problem. You recognize the voice as the military captain you encountered earlier in the evening. Cool. Cool and good. Uh, And they are... uh, He is identified as Captain Hughes. You've heard his name a few times now. Um, And he is coordinating some kind of lockdown of the port that you are just about to leave from. Is there a timeline on that? As soon as possible. It's, it is in the okay. process of happening right now. I'm going to basically just like transmit that to Amari and be like, okay, uh, immediate departure is is required. We need to get into warp space like pretty much as soon as possible. Okay, so Amari, give, having been given that alert as you're lifting up and out of the... <laughs> the berth that you find yourself in, which was basically just a floating platform that was slightly mm-hmm. out to sea. Mm-hmm. From your position on the bridge, you can see emergency craft f- circling the island towards the resort end, but you can also see other, maybe more militaristic craft kind of moving towards your position with the sensors that the uh, Tiresian has available to it. You don't actually have a visual on these ships just yet. Okay. Excellent. We'll click, click into comms and be like, Amari, I believe in you. You can outrun all of these guys. <laughs> I believe in you. <laughs> Signing oh. off. Oh, oh, okay. Over, over and out. <laughs> Crack my knuckles. Do a neck pop. And then like, as you uh, 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 analyze the situation, the Tiresian is not a fast ship. Dude. <laughs> it's not. That's why, that's why I said I believed in him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it completely se- like airtight? It would have to be to be in space. Yes. Well, no, I mean, like, can it be like, can it go underwater? Can it propel itself underwater? You, It can. You don't know if the ship is rated for a water travel. Some space some spaceships are, in fact, it's much easier to construct a large spaceship in a body of water than it Mm. is on dry land most of the time. Mm. That makes sense. Once you have the superstructure sealed up, doing the interior stuff is much easier if it has a big ocean to float in. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Because I'm just thinking, would their sensors be able to pick anything up if we oversight? underwater and just kind of scooted along for a while until we were like, I don't know, a couple hundred miles do whatever <laughs> direction they're not. And then I have up. an idea. I have uh-huh. a, I have a crazy idea. Oswald has come onto the bridge now. Uh, God. 
Jesus. We're just all Space Jesus, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. I should have mm. announced that I was here. Uh, uh, Amari, uh, mm. what if... Now, go with me here, and I should, I should try to hurry, mm. but this is the, unfortunately the pace that I speak at, but... Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we have a ship on our ship that is a super fast, super powered ship, right? Mm-hmm. With a bunch of very powerful engine or uh, uh, crystals that could be used to power our ship to go really fast. Uh huh. What if? Did that to get out of Dodge real quick. I don't know what Dodge is, but that's just are, it's an old Avia saying. So are you saying we take the crystals out and install them on our ship, or are we saying we take the ship, get out, and push with the other ship? Would it pull, <laughs> would attach it? Some sort of, of jumper cable, perhaps. Yeah. Okay, so just kind of like, you know... A USB port, a lightning cable. Right. Not yeah. really my area of expertise, mm, but mm, I'm mm-hmm. just... Yeah. You know, no bad ideas. Just, just, just pitching. Just, just. So we yeah. use it like fucking NOS. <laughs> That's sort of what I'm suggesting. Yes. What if we took the the battery of a fighter jet and <laughs> put it onto a fan boat? Is what you're asking? Yeah. <laughs> kind of what I'm saying, just for a and, short burst. And and literally not like in like installing it because that would take a long time. Just uh-huh. like yeah. kind of plunking it yeah. in there. <laughs> Yes, yes. Just don't cross, you know, this the pos- the positive and the negative, you know. Mm-hmm, just make sure they're set. There's no yeah. positive and negative. It's <laughs> I, all just crystals. Well, even better. It's all crystals, <laughs> man. Another, another al- alternate uh, uh, metaphor would be just pour, just straight up pouring jet fuel into the engine of a fan boat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also a metaphor. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I want to fuel my Prius with high octane Formula One. <laughs> hey, it'll, it, I know that this thing makes cargo fast, uh-huh, so if I put yeah. it in car, cargo fast. Yeah, <laughs> that's just science. Uh, Amari, as soon as Oswald says that, you are aware of the uh, impracticality of that plan. Uh-huh. It would take too long, and it might make your ship explode. Yeah, well, it's yeah. just like the idea, the engines might go super, super great, and then the engines just shoot through the entire <laughs> hull. And then we just yeah. kind of, all right, we're dead. Overcomes. Yeah, no bad ideas except that one. That yeah. one was pretty bad. Yeah. Okay, just, you know, I just thought I'd suggest that. <laughs> just for future reference. Right. But, okay. Amari, you have a limited amount of time before you know that the incoming military craft will be able to pick up the Tiresian on their sensors. Now to your question about whether or not diving underwater would stop them from picking you up. It wouldn't hurt. Okay, cool. Whether or not the Tiresian can do that. You don't know. In theory. Yes. Okay. Well, fucking I stand by my 10 degrees down bubble statement earlier. (laughs) Let's go full submarine. Okay. I guess we'll go with the boring option. Yes. As you plunge... I still think we should try to go to space, but... The Tiresian downward towards the salty oceans of Seawell, you plunge into the water, and there is 
a weird shimmy that runs the length of the Tiresian as the water pressure, which acts differently than the constant surrounding pressures of space. There is a drag coefficient that exists in water that isn't in space Mm -hmm. or air for that matter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's this odd quaking that is happening inside the Tiresian as you begin pushing underwater. How deep do you go? I don't know what I don't know enough about submarines, maybe like a hundred feet. I don't know. You barely know that much more about spaceships. So I don't see how that's going to stop you. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like a hundred feet. I don't know. A couple, a couple hundred feet. If, if the sensors aren't going absolute ape shit. No, if anything, your sensors go dead. As you go underwater and it's very disquieting Um, there, you are basically flying blind. You have a viewport that you can kind of see out of, but especially once you get a couple hundred feet down at night, it's real dark in the ocean. It turns out Mm -hmm. there is no sonar on this ship. There is no radar per se. Everything you're doing is done with etheric sensors. So it's sensing the energy created by other etheric signatures. Any spaceship you would encounter in space would be powered by etherics, at least to an extent. So you'd be able to sense it in that way. Underwater? Not so much. So you might hit the occasional fish, though they're mostly getting out of the way. (laughs) Cool. Well, if our sensors aren't picking anything up, then their sensors probably aren't picking anything up. So let's use this opportunity to uh, get that um, Formian generator out and installed. So what you know about etheric sensor capabilities... At this point, they would basically have to be right above you to figure out where you are because the water itself is dampening any sensitivity of the energy you're putting off. It's like trying to shoot lightning through water. It's conductive, but it's not necessarily going to be like a straight line straight down. It's kind of diffusing everything. What doesn't help is that you pretty quickly begin to sense that there are big etheric signatures down here. Ocean-going life. Space whales! Nope, regular ocean whales. Yeah, like... But we are in space. Okay, well, so are we. (laughs) Yeah, I know. They're not earth whales, they're space whales. (laughs) Wait, were earth whales the space... Wait, were the space whales the earth whales we found along the way? Wait, what? Yeah, yes, that was what I was happening. Okay, yeah. Um, All all whales are space whales. mm -hmm. You, as you're moving and you reach a a depth that you're comfortable with, the the, the ship is still like shimmying weirdly, but it's not like shaking and you're not hearing any ominous creaking sounds or anything. Good. But there is a blip on your sensors that you have to kind of cautiously read really quick and it's like oh wait no that's just some kind of enormous sea creature that has its own natural like 
creatures that have evolved in this galaxy use etherics. You do. Any of your companions do. So it would stand to reason that natural animals that evolved in this environment would also use it to some extent. And so right. you have these animals that like can generate bioluminosity via etherics or have certain pre-born capabilities of etherical nature. You have animals in nature that can produce spells, essentially. There are adorable little uh, fuzzy monsters called owlbears that raid trash cans because they have a certain amount of x-ray vision so they can see inside of things using etherics. You have animals that are capable of flight despite the fact not having any wings. Um, nature in the Dragon's Wake galaxy is real weird. Mm. And so as you're like pinging these enormous creatures in the depths, you don't see them. You just know they're big little signals of etheric energy down here that are probably creatures based on how they're moving. And so you just sit 200 feet down in the ocean or are you moving in any direction? Uh, moving, okay. but like slowly. Okay. Not anything to boost our like etheric signature too high from sure. firing engines at full bore. Okay. So uh, any particular direction you're moving in? Away okay. from stuff. Okay. Just I don't really want to go towards the island. Yeah, that's fair. Um, you know that the nearest continent is at the speed you're moving would be about a two day trip to the south. Uh, the oceans to the north, you're, you're kind of near the equator here. And mm. the oceans to the north are pretty wide open until you start hitting some polar regions. Um, in that case, uh, a southerly direction, um, but like. A little off, just a little off. Not like, oh, we're aiming directly towards the continent. Okay. But just, you know. All right. So, yeah, as of right now, unless something gets frisky with you underwater, you're cruising down Periscope, just keeping it below the radar, as it were. I'm sure we can get uh, one of us to, to do some whale sounds um, in case they come a knocking. Anyone here speak whale? Are you volunteering, Amari? No, no, I, I, I've never seen a whale in my life. I just know what they, they are. I was I've just going to say, I think the archive. Florian might be the only person who's ever seen a whale before. But, but like, the whales that you've seen are, like, fucking oh, they're the so weirdest, weird. <laughs> yeah. horrible. It's like an orca mixed with a carnivorous plant. So there are at least two of the planets on the Akalar system that are vast enough to support huge oceanographic life. And there is a certain point in the celestial movement in which those large leviathans will leap from planet to planet in their seasonal migration. Like the mountains kissing. (laughs) It's just like the mountains kissing, but with giant, horrible sea creatures. It's majestic (laughs) as fuck. It sounds deadly as fuck, too. What if they miss... They do oh. sometimes. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Go off into space. Giant <laughs> frozen leviathans will crash into other fo- planets in the Akalar system. Have you? <laughs> space have, whales. Have, have, uh, 
have you guys ever wondered why none of the other planets are habitable? It's because the giant space leviathans <laughs> just crash into other other celestial bodies. Yeah, yeah, and they breed like crazy. A, <laughs> some places have a monsoon season. The Akalar system has a frozen dead space whale season. <laughs> a plague of a plague of whales. Hands <laughs> down. And then of- and then, of course, the Akalar people just blow up the the Leviathan corpses mm-hmm. so that yeah. it doesn't crash yeah. into planets. But then it just rains down, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the main rain of Akalar is quite, uh, yeah. That's yeah. season. God, I miss home. I'm so homesick. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Space you have sucks. The large uh, barbecue sauce misters of Akalar so that the uh, meat comes down pre seasoned. <laughs> barbecue sauce mister. Oh my God. Akalar was Snackalar the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> it was always Snackalar. <laughs> the whale meat got cooked on re entry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 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 oh my god this is... this is the plot I've been looking for I for the year we've been playing uh-huh uh-huh okay so uh, Shay you are with the golden comet uh, Kala is helping you and you are attempting to break into the ship systems not hard considering you have the security fob so the ship basically identifies you as Declan Shattersword with that in your pocket and this is like, I mean, when I say the ship systems, you got to imagine this is not a spaceship he lived on. And like the ship systems aboard the Tiresian are like computers and data systems and everything like that. This is the onboard computer to a electric car or something. Um, does his, does the helm steering mechanism for this is it just an xbox 360 controller knowing this guy <laughs> uh no oh, that, what it is is the, the vtuber guy yeah that that is <laughs> oh god i already i don't know his name anymore ricky forte, <laughs> ricky forte. and that's all i remember no uh the control mechanism of the golden comet is two orbs of uh, crystalline and metal that sit kind of at hand level that you rest on and they're just free floating inside the cockpit and you control the pitch and yaw and acceleration by uh, basically channeling your own etherics into those orbs. Um, And like gently moving them to control steering. But yeah, so accessing the ship systems, there's not a ton here. There is some security codes for a couple of different locations elsewhere in the galaxy. It seems as though this mm-hmm. ship has clearance to like enter his facilities where whatever those are. You're not the ship doesn't list like, oh, this is an apartment and this is a warehouse. It doesn't list anything like that. It's just coordinates mm-hmm. and access codes. It's one that just okay. says sticky Dave's. <laughs> and you know, like so like right, there's no like Corn on here, right? No, Th- there's nothing as explicit as that. There are definitely a couple of like contact lists of just like 
when you say sticky daves, you joke, but like there are a couple in there that are just like, okay, there are locations mm-hmm. for people that Declan Shattersword was in at least regular contact with that like some names that raise some eyebrows of just like one handed okay. Joe or shotgun Steve, things like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm going to like, okay, actually I'm going to copy these contacts. I'm going to copy his contacts and then I am going to, uh, uh, blast his cash. So, uh, so to speak, um, factory reset. (laughs) Okay. So you want to basically copy his, you got to think like Google maps, like, okay, these are the locations he's used to going to and flying to with this craft. Listen, you never know when you might need a shotgun, Steve. It, that's true. Or one-handed Joe. <laughs> yeah. And that is... He might be fun to party with. <laughs> those two names are not a comprehensive list. I should say that. Right. Um, there are definitely... <laughs> there are... Let's see. Would there be any names on there that you would recognize? Ooh, great question. Yeah, Sticky Dave. There is at no. least... <laughs> There's at least one contact on there that is like a business line to somebody who works at Zolcon Industries. Mm. You don't know this person, but they're just like, okay, this is clearly a business contact to this large corporation. Mm. Uh, Beyond that, you don't recognize any names. They're just like, okay, some of these sound sketchier than others. Other ones are just like single name entries. Some of them are just locations, like I said. Yeah. (laughs) Mom 2. Because, yeah, you you would also have access to the comm data on this ship, and that would be a lot of these contacts. Um, The places he's flown, it seems to be here. Um, A couple of what are called outer kingdoms. They're basically just like singular worlds that govern themselves. You don't recognize any of them off the top of your head. Um, There is at least one time he has gone to Imperia proper, the throne world of the Conus Empire. Strikes you as odd because this dude's super sketchy. Why the hell would he go there? Mm-hmm. Well, what was the most recent here? Um, Seawell? No, I mean, like, it has he like call? There's no like call list of like recent contacts. Yeah, yeah, you would have that of like, or the contacts he would have made via this ship's communication. So calls he would okay. make basically while driving. Okay. Um, and the nice. the last one he would have made would have been to to Ragna Favors End. Specifically, she would have she called him uh, on his way here. Um, beyond that, there's not a lot else in the ship systems here. So when you so when you do the factory reset, essentially on this craft, resetting all of its systems, you do so without any real problem. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so then I will. Kind of call out to Mara, be like, all right, uh, have at it. Oh, excellent. I've never encountered a craft like this before. Be quite interesting. And there is this sparkling energy that, like, 
whelms out of the gemstones that make up the displays inside the craft. And you see this bright effervescent blue begin to kind of creep in across the, the gemstones inside the golden comet. Mm -hmm. And you see a, a little displayed Mara projected up from the console and she sits on the controls of the, the ship and is kicking her little feet uh, bare as they are, her little sundress flowing in a breeze that you cannot feel. So it's adorable. It's absolutely adorable. Yeah. Hey. And she'll look up and around and like look up at you. And again, this image of her, this little projection isn't her. You know that consciously, but you can't help but yeah. go, oh, tiny little Mara projected on the console yeah. there. Because she's my daughter and I love her. <laughs> and she'll say, oh, fascinating. This ship is configured quite differently than the Tiresian. Yeah, yes. Uh, I wouldn't say that this is exactly a uh, standard craft, but uh, people do... There are certain functions that some people prefer over others. Uh, you know, the Tiresian is big on sensors and receiving and sending data and and uh, communications. This one's more about speed. And smuggling. Yeah, and smuggling. There are several hidden compartments on the lower end of the ship. Oh, good to know. Oh, and it seems as there are several hidden weapons compartments all aboard the nose of the ship as well. That also makes sense. The thrust capabilities of this craft are quite astounding. Though if they were activated inside of the Tiresian, the effect would be quite devastating. Especially right Yeah, now. it would. It would be so devastating. Even, even say if we, like, I don't know, tried to use the power from this ship to... You know, power the Tiresian. Oof, that would be. I would not. Anybody that. would know that. Yeah. Though, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the goal was to remove the Formian generator from this ship and attach it to our own. Correct. Yes. You do it not is. know how Mara knows this. I assume reading our minds was part of the deal. Uh, <laughs> is that true? I don't know. Um. In fact, in fact, I do think that that's in character that Shay is like, yes, it is. And so, and, but just like, is like, yeah, we probably told her that. Um, I'm a good parent. Mm. <laughs> You're doing what I usually do of being like, oh yeah, I told you that, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Oh, oops. But there's definitely a look from Kala who's kind of down and away. She has... The, the ship systems from the Tiresian kind of wired into the the Golden Comet so she can monitor things from a console near your engineering bay and Tux, and she will exchange a look to you when Mara says that. And Shay just, like, looking at Kala, like, uh, with an eyebrow raised, like, what? Um. And Kala will just shake her head and continue to monitor systems. Oh, because I I also do know that Mara can telepathically communicate with Oswald, right? A telepathy has nothing to do with it, but you were well, aware that... okay, again, I'm stupid. <laughs> you, 
you know that Mara can communicate via any kind of powered system. You know that Oswald has a cybernetic implant hardwired into his brain now. Yeah, she, it's basically telepathy. Cyber telepathy. Yeah, yeah, cyber telepathy. Let's go with that. Instant messaging. I dropped out of school, okay? Sure. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. Um, uh, so anyway, back to the conversation with Mingra. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, uh, can you... Do you know where it is in the ship? The Formian generator. Is that what you're asking? Huh? You're asking after the Formian generator and its location on this vessel? Yes. 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 Oh. What? What was that? Uh, yes. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather not have to go digging for it if I know exactly where it is. The device is located near the rear of the ship next to the warp core. Okie dokie. Thank you, darling. And... She will hold out her tiny little projecta- projected hand, and a second hologram will project from her hologram of a device. It appears to be an etheric engine of some kind. It is made of these ribbed nodules of different colored crystalline, basically intertubes, that are around a coiled uh, metal superstructure at its center. And it appears okay. though each of those different colored tubes of athite crystal are meant to, you would, I mean, you know, the function of this device is to make it look like your ship is a different power signature than the one it has. So that it yes. appears bigger, essentially. So this would replicate different systems of a much different ship. So, like, blue yes. athite would make it look like it has bigger shields, and green athite mm-hmm. would make it look like it has a bigger warp drive, and red athite would make it look like it has a bigger weapon system of some kind. Uh, okay, awesome. All right. Yeah, I'm going to start disassembling the ship to get to that formula generator. Okay. Uh, Kala is less useful in helping where this is concerned. She is not a technical engineer. She is a software engineer. Yeah. And (laughs) uh, a slight reminder that uh, are you having her also remove like any tracking devices uh, and software aboard the the Golden Comet? I feel like that was the original intent. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, she is happy to do that. Uh, uh, she would ask, do you want me to purge this ship's identity from the Metanet? Uh, I, out of character, I might argue that we could potentially leave it somewhere um, as like a like a red herring, but it's your call. I'm just proposing a a different option for Shady. Yeah. I think Kala would ask, you can do that? Yeah, I mean, that's also wild, but. (laughs) And Uh, Mero would respond, oh, yes, it shouldn't be very hard. That's actually. It would make it incredibly difficult. That would be problematic. Landing and going to and from any populated system would raise oh, yeah. a lot of eyebrows if the Tiresian simply did not exist in any 
functional metanet system. True. Wow, do we want to erase this gaudy machine from the metanet? Uh, Kala would let you know that, like, that sort of thing is done by hackers so that they can, like, basically take the ship apart for parts and sell it without being, <laughs> getting into trouble for it. I mean, we did lose quite a bit of money. <laughs> it's essentially like filing so, the serial numbers off of a thing. Yeah. And this thing has some pretty good parts on it. Uh, yeah, actually, go ahead and do that. Excellent. I've never done this sort of thing before. I'm excited to try. Oh, I'm sure you'll be great. And she goes about doing that. Let me know if you run into any trouble. I'll do what I can to help you if you need it. And then Shay goes about basically <laughs> taking this thing apart to get at a piece of the engine on the interior of it. Oswald. Yes? You are attempting to implicate Declan Shattersword in war crimes. Yes. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I mean, that's what you're doing. Is it interesting? Yeah. I just, I, if he's actually done it, like he's committing. Yeah. I, that's like, fair. Implicating him, you know, in the the letter to the letter of the law, like the the definition of the word, like you're implicated in these crimes. Fine, yeah. I, let, yeah, let me I, rephrase. Oswald, you're attempting to be a narc about war crimes. Oh, you are. <laughs> you are being a narc, though. This is a this is just a loose nuclear warhead sitting in a <laughs> in a hotel. This is not like oh, I found a bag of coke. You know. Yeah, but <laughs> But do you want to be a narc? Really <laughs> do you want to be a narc, though? Like, wow, are we the mod squad suddenly? <laughs> here's, here's what I, I have to say. Anytime one of these goes off in the future, I want to know that I couldn't have, that I could have done something about it. Is all I yeah. have. That, that's my yeah. opinion. No, I, we're just goofing. That's fair. Yes. And actually, everybody's everybody was talking out of character. So really, he's he's justifying it to himself in his head. He's just saying it out loud. <laughs> uh, I I dibs uh, Oswald Octavian Theophilus the second being like, you want to be a narc though? <laughs> that is one hundred percent their yeah their mo for sure. All right, uh, so. You said you were going to try to upload this information to the archive. Yeah. As basically some, like, because <laughs> part of the archive, it functions as like a Wikipedia, but there's also a level of kind of dark web dropping hot goss on <laughs> powerful people on the archive as yes. well. Yes. Uh so you, you want to try to drop that into the maelstrom of metanet discourse. Yeah. Um, and again, before you were never really able to find much on Declan Shattersword. Uh, but this would certainly be a, a hot topic where he is concerned. Mm -hmm. uh, who else were you trying to get this information to? 
I don't know what other government body Oswald would necessarily trust um, to give this information to. Um, can I, do I have maybe a point of contact within either the archive or the meta net who I trust to disseminate it like this information to? I mean, again, it depends on where you want it ending up. Are you talking like news organizations? Are you talking government contacts? Are you talking just crackpot conspiracy theorists? Because I feel like Oswald might have at least knowledge of where to go to to talk about any of those three categories. That's true. Um, Whether or not he knows I them suppose... on a like personal basis is another matter entirely. But Yeah, I suppose that... I suppose news outlets, not like major ones, but like, uh, I don't know how uh, discerning the, he is. The about Oregonian, not the New York Times. Or something like that, yeah. Um, yeah yes, I think he would, because as soon as it gets out on the news, then government organizations are going to look into it. So, um and I think he's a bit more of a, uh, a free information kind of person than a, let me just give it to a government body and that nobody will ever hear this information again. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, yeah, to some sort of news organization, I don't know. Uh, or maybe, yeah, maybe like a forum or, or not, not like a, like a Reddit forum necessarily. Um, I, I myself in, in real life am not somebody who is uh, frequenting uh, Reddit or any of these things. So um, I'm not sure what the equivalent would be necessarily. In there are metanet, I mean, chat rooms, essentially, yeah. where people, there's a free discourse of information on these sorts of things. I guess yeah. my question to you is, what is the vibe of community that you're trying to spread this information in? Like, are you, is it people who are talking about like broadly political circles or like what, what is the, the circle of people you're trying to get this information to? How, how about this? In order to sort of cover my tracks, obviously I can, I can, um, I, I have skills in cryptography, mm -hmm. but, uh, I will put it into maybe more, not necessarily crackpot, but a little bit more in the weeds, knowing that it will bubble up into a new source. Um, uh, okay. Just as a way to keep us from, from like the information, you know, the information getting out. It's not coming directly from me. Sure. If, if that makes any sense. Uh, okay. Yeah, you have a couple of places where it's like, okay, there are forums online that you can put this information out there, and you know that those particular forums, while a little bit more in the weeds, are being monitored by people of a higher reputation. Yes, exactly. Okay, yeah, absolutely. You could put... I mean, basically what you're saying is this individual, Declan Shattersword, is walking around with a zealot trooper set of armor, fully functional, as far as you could tell. Yes. And I have images yeah, um, as well as footage. So it's, yeah. uh, 
Yeah. So um, imagine going on to a, a subreddit and you see yeah. somebody linking an, an image for a series of images and videos of them wandering in a, to a hotel room, opening up a box and there's just a cruise missile on a balcony <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> yeah. No matter where you put that, that's getting to the front page of Reddit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, (laughs) This is going, probably going to go viral somewhere. People are turning this into a meme and, like, (laughs) dubbing your voice. Something awful is having... I don't think Oswald actually ever spoke while, like, recording images of this. I would most certainly, if I did speak, I would edit that out, like okay. any of my voice. That, that's uh, what I meant. Like that's why people people are like dubbing in reactions. Of oh, I see. I see. <laughs> What's this? Is this where the cool the cooler is? No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> that feeling when you go to crack open the safe when you go crack open the safe to get a cold one and there's a nuclear missile in there instead so there is a sequence of images and videos that are uploaded onto the metanet in certain information broker circles of a first person perspective of somebody going into a hotel room going out onto a balcony and you get a full view of the beach and the concert that was happening down there. So like there are identifiable bits of this scene that people can verify in terms of its location and the (laughs) resort you were at. (laughs) Yeah. And like, like that dude on TikTok who, who like finds people's like locations from their TikToks based on like the street signs and shit. Somebody, somebody is like, this is Declan Shattersword's room in the Five Flames Hotel. <laughs> well, and it was a clear night. You could clearly see the night sky. So, like, people can very, very quickly. There is plenty of programs out there to figure out where you are in the galaxy with only yeah. a, a view of the night sky and the constellations. Yeah. People are way too good at geo uh, guesser. Yeah, a- absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, which do you do first? That one or th- the upload to the archive? Which comes first? Ooh, great question. Um, I mean, I I am a uh, archivist. I it is my duty, I think, to to upload to the archive first. Um, although before I do, I, I do make a copy of, of of the information just just to make sure I have my own personal backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think I go to the archive first. Okay. I need you to roll hmm just roll me a d12 d12 okay yeah three three okay florian what are you doing while the ship is underwater amari i'm assuming you're still at the helm kind of like oh yeah making sure things go okay I'm assuming the sensors are still working. Mm-hmm. I'm still keeping track to just like make sure that nobody is on our tail. Okay. Yeah. All right. And like rapidly flipping through again, like, yeah, like law enforcement and then just like general, you know, local news outlets. And also like, if there's any personal comms that I can like pick up mm-hmm. that as well. Okay. While you're doing that, 
you hear the sound, the the pitter patter of Oswald's little bird dinosaur feet behind you in the hallway. (laughs) And like glancing over your shoulder, you see Oswald kind of moving oddly down the hallway and he will stop and glance into the room you are in. And you see his eyes are this dark, dark purple. And they scan over the room you're in for a moment. And then his head will turn and he will keep walking down the hallway. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to leave my post for a second just to like, make sure he gets like, does he, is, does he keep, moving oddly as he like walks down the hallway yeah okay i'm gonna like i'll i'll go to like touch him on the shoulder and just make sure that he's okay the way he's moving oddly is usually oswald is constructed a little bit like a uh, two-legged dinosaur with a long tail kind of sticking out the back for balance he's walking like he's trying to like stand upright his chest kind of puffed up and like the tail pointing down so his balance is weird and like walking like like, like he's a different person stuffed into an oswald suit yeah yeah okay gross mm-hmm. don't love that yeah i don't love that so i'm definitely Whoa. gonna go follow him and uh touch my friend on the shoulder and just kind of give him a little like shake 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 and he is moving down the hallway towards the stairs that will lead down into the cargo bay. And when you come up behind him and touch him on the shoulder, Oswald, you suddenly come back to yourself and you don't know how you got into this hallway. The last thing you remember is hitting the send button to upload to the archive. And now you're suddenly in a hallway and Florian's touching your shoulder. Oh, you, you okay, man? What? 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 What happened? You're, I mean, you were just like looking around, but you seemed kind of out of it. Oh. You going That's space weird. mad? <laughs> <laughs> Remember you? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, hmm. That's weird. The last thing I remember was. Wait. Let me check my um, the, the information. Uh, I was about to send send out. Uh, can I? Can I check? Yeah, I mean, you have your yeah. your glasses. You can immediately connect to the archive because of your implants, and yeah. you are you can see. Apparently, it was approved incredibly quickly. One of the editors immediately approved the information. It is all posted on the archive, just like you intended. Great. Okay. Excellent. I guess I'll post it in some other forums as well. Uh, hmm. We. I guess I must have fallen i've been drinking a lot of 12 loco so i and i'm exhausted i must have fallen asleep i don't maybe i should go lay down but excuse me and he sort of shuffles off i'm not gonna like linger to watch him because i am doing something kind of important but florian will remember this a little notification pops up above my head. <laughs> and yeah, okay. The 
rest of the time spent is productive as you are dismantling the interior guts of the golden comet you can pretty quickly since you know exactly where it is get to the formian generator it is exactly as i described it it is about the size of like a coffee table it's a big piece of this engine so lifting it by yourself Mm -hmm. is tough yeah i probably like mm, yeah there's probably not like a uh some kind of apparatus I can use to haul it out in here. Depends on how handsy you want to get with tux, I guess. Oh, <laughs> just like Amari's still in the the, the bridge. Mm. <laughs> get inside my little guy. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm running. Uh, I'm running a diagnostic test. <laughs> sure, Amari. I would assume on your personal comm device you have some kind of alert whenever Tux is activated. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on my, lost, my if, it, if it has like people's, if you have to like sign in with your etheric signature, which I'm assuming you do, if you have to, if you connect to Tux, it's probably Tux. It's probably like. Shay has just entered Tux. And of anybody else, I think Shay would be the only one to actually have, like, access. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, I'm fine with this. Okay. So you are aware of that fact is all I'm saying. And yeah, Tux can function as a forklift. He's so multi-purpose. I love him. (laughs) Good hugger. Uh, So once that's removed, getting it into engineering here on the Tiresian and connecting it properly to your systems is also going to take some time. I don't know if that's an yeah. immediate concern of yours. Um, I mean, I would like to not be on this planet sure. for like a super long time. Um, I'll ask Oswald if he has any of the four loco energy that just doesn't have any of the alcohol in it. He doesn't. I'm sorry. What did you I'm just not- say? Not one. You don't have one of the energy drink version. I wasn't aware there was an energy drink version. Yeah, it's just it just doesn't have the alcohol it as everything else. It's the only. It's like I mean, again, right? I don't know how your internal organs have survived this long, but it's the only type that I can even like. I can only have a shot of it at a time. Ugh, I'll just brew some space coffee, whatever. Didn't know. Usually I'm aware of, uh, of all the different types of 12 loco. It's strange that I wouldn't be informed that this specific kind was made, but that's that's fine. I'll just... Oh, hey, he says as he's heading back to his room. You're actually aware of what uh, Shay is talking about. It's the off-brand Dr. Loco that is uh, clearly like inferior to the name-brand version. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's... Its design is, like, so close to the Four Loco that, like, it's very common for people to mistake. It's, like, it should be eligible for, like, copyright infringement, but, mm-hmm. like... There's some loophole there. I mean, because it's uh, it's it's weird how they ma- were able to make the doctor part look like a four, but, hell, they did it. A <laughs> uh, 12, well, but... 
the 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 twelve yeah part is it's literally labeled as a twelve loco flavored drink. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this lawyers are the, still trying to hash it out, so you know they're able to keep making it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll just make some shitty instant coffee. <laughs> yeah, the the calf it's water you ass. can prepare on the ship is uh, substandard, but it works. Yeah. Want some salt water? There's plenty of it. (laughs) Amari, after that point, you're fairly certain you're well clear of Port Izel and any of the emergency response that is happening therein. Mm -hmm. Your scans on your long range uh, communications observation devices aboard the Tiresian would let you know that there's Nobody really around you. They've very much successfully locked down the port. And based on the things you're overhearing, Florian, it doesn't sound like they know that y'all specifically left, but they do know that a bunch of people just fled the island when the emergency call was sounded. Yeah, that's fine. Not just us. Hooray. Yeah. And based on your observations of the last, let's say this is taking about an hour and a half, things there got like heavy handed and martial law-y real quick. Well, yeah, if they if they were searching the port, like I'm sure there is, I'm sure a lot of people fled, but I'm sure there's also a lot of illegal activity going on, <laughs> which I'm sure bogs things down a little bit. It's a casino. You freaking know there was. You did hear a report of a Rini individual on a rowboat being arrested. Oh, no. Who was apparently like <laughs> illegally rowing out into the, uh, the, the, the wharves, the public wharves, uh, for reasons that are not communicated over the ban, but you do hear the arrest happening over the, <laughs> the emergency lines. I'm sorry, Mike, what kind of boat was it? A rowboat. A rowboat. Hmm. But what could kind it, of rowboat? Could it, could, could say the line. Could it possibly have. <laughs> was there a hinge? A hinge that allows it to, you know. I mean, we can't know whether or not that boat folded or not. You left before finding out. <laughs> That's true. We have to go back. We have to go we back. Have to go back. Yeah. <laughs> God would want us to. Must be answered. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say if you had taken longer inside the casino, a certain somebody might have tried to rob your ship. <laughs> that makes a lot of that sense. son of a bitch <laughs> there are no surprises here i mean he would have been in for a weird and wacky surprise yes that's yeah. true if that danger gauge had hit level 10 you would have gotten a call from kala saying someone's trying to break onto the ship <laughs> good luck between Vesnas and mira he would have a yeah. of a time actually getting anything no just saying But yeah, Isn't that is straight up. This is just straight up kill the guy. <laughs> so Amari, that is your situation at the hour and a half mark after leaving Port Izel. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I I would uh, over the intercoms just be like, "All right, everyone, looks like we're clear. Going up, and then up we go." And there is this somewhat strange sensation <laughs> that you all have as the ship like goes up out of the water. I don't think any of you have ever been in a submarine before that then turned into a spaceship. So this pressure differential that hits you as you start climbing rapidly up out of the ocean. Well, I mean, I have personally, but I don't think Amari had. That's fair. Yeah. And yeah, the Tiresian lifts up and out of the ocean, flies up into the atmosphere of Seawell and ascends into space. Space. What what are you doing? Where are you going? You are out of the planet. The mission is successful. You have absconded with a Formian generator and a bonus spaceship besides. I was feeling like playing some crap, so I was going to hit the casino. Oh, head, <laughs> head on back to yeah. the casino. Yeah, yeah. I won't expect that shit. Mm -mm. <laughs> it's true. Uh, except criminals always return to the scene of the crime. Mm. That we is didn't commit a crime. Always their mistake. <laughs> If we could just deny that we committed a crime, we're not returning to a crime because we we saw it as uh, uh, an act of kindness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can make up another story. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, the hegemony did this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Speaking of which, as soon as y'all get into space and the Tiresian comes into contact with the local system com buoy some messages start appearing on the Tiresian. <laughs> Specifically, Amari, your inbox pings a couple of times. Okay. Oswald, you also get a message. Oh, no. Uh, it appears to be from a law firm. Oh, no. <laughs> Expressing some... Uh, legal matters that need to be attended to if you are going to be uh, re-alivened in the eyes of Vanakel Law. Apparently somebody has reached out on your behalf to re-establish your identity in the eyes of Vanakel Law as Oswald Octavian Theophilus III. Doesn't sound like any of my siblings. And somebody has uh, retained the... Uh, the services of the House of Contracts, which you know is a one of the most prestigious law firms in the galaxy, and it is uh, an ogre law firm based out of their home world of Gob War. Cool. So apparently somebody has hired a lawyer from the House of Contracts to help reestablish your being alive. Excellent. Wow. Everything's coming up, Oswald. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you don't know who would have tried to activate that sort of thing, but... Yes, yeah, seems weird, but I'll, I'll look into it. Yeah, apparently mm -hmm. they have some kind of injunction against another individual claiming to be Oswald Octavian Theophilus III, and they are currently disputing that in court on your behalf. Great. Excellent. Wonder what happened to him. 
uh, apparently he was eventually cut out of that room he was sealed in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I hope it took a long time. Uh, Florian, you also get some messages. Uh, There are a couple from your... uh, Let's see. It would be from uh, Andoni. Uh, And it would be a lot of like... Marcus spam. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It it is some rabbit hole conspiracy like nonsense. No, I, I just send back the, I go and find the <laughs> Reddit link uh, that has has now started to like bubble up and become viral of finding the suit of armor, and I just send that back with no other text to all of the all of the uh, <laughs> conspiracy theory. Okay, emails. so <laughs> you you do not respond and even read any of the. Uh, the 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 important educational links that your younger stepbrother is trying to share with you. No, I okay. no. <laughs> but he's really got a podcast that you should listen to. You know, to oh broaden God. your horizons. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Uh, Amari, you have mm-hmm. uh, two incoming messages. Oh, okay. This will be good. One is from your wife. And mm-hmm. one is from, uh, marked as uh, a, a government missive from somebody named uh, Matriarch Tali Hania. Okay. Do that. Let's do that one first. Okay. That one seems a le- less emotionally uh, uh, abrasive. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it is appears to be a, an official government missive from one of the uh, the Rosset Hegemony's matriarchs. Um, you know that there is like a council of matriarchs that runs the hegemony, and it's gonna be her like, hey, didn't you're know invited. That there were other other hegemony agents working yeah. at this casino? Interesting. You're invited to a meet and greet to figure out what the fuck were you doing. Yes. You are being asked to report back to a hegemony outpost, not back at Vastplane, but in a nearby system that mm-hmm. is like, you need to come in for a debrief. Okay. Uh, ASAP. Marcus Spam. <laughs> Florian's <laughs> in here marking my own messages as spam. No wonder I haven't gotten anything. <laughs> Fuck. This message is three weeks old. The message from Layla is less formal. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is basically saying, I am hearing a lot of stuff about you coming out of Seawell. What the hell happened? Hmm. Okay. Um, in that case, this is my brother. New phone, who is Greg? Um, I will respond to, I'll respond to both, but the, the first one, um, 
uh, just a quick when and a when and where. Uh, the first one is asking you to report in. I mean, again, as soon as possible. There's no like set mm-hmm. date necessarily, but it's basically telling you go from wherever you are right now to us. Okay. Uh, and it is on a planet uh, called Nirand. Okay, how far away is that? Uh, it would be like two jumps using the oh, Tiresian. Okay. Not Sweet. very far. Um, okay. It is I'll, a hegemony outpost. I'll respond with, I'll see what I can do. Okay. I will because I don't want to give a specific timeline, uh-huh. sort of trap or whatever, and yeah. I want I don't want to make a decision for the entire group. Sure. So, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's only slightly more respectful than New Phone who did. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then the second one from Layla. Um. I feel like a phone call would save, solve a lot of problems, but this is not a good time. No? Um, okay. I mean, it is, it is, but it isn't. It would solve a lot of issues. Maybe not solve a lot of issues. But um, how far away from Vast Plane is uh, this other planet? How far away from Vast Plane is this other planet currently? You are in the southern reach. Mm-hmm. You are kind of in the mid rim. You're not super far away from the ogre homeworld of Gabor. So vast plane is about a like fifth or sixth of the full rotation of the galaxy away from you. Uh, it would be a bit of a trip. Okay. Um, and did we have any other location we were meaning to meet, like the Arch Proctor on or anything? Or we were just waiting for info from uh, Mr. Zinn? You were basically waiting to make contact with Mr. Zinn until you knew you could get to the Arch Proctor without being tracked, which is the whole reason yeah. you came to get this formian gotcha. generator to begin with. Okay. I'm going to say, if Layla wants to bring the kids to whatever this planet is, that would solve a lot of things. The planet with the Arch Proctor? No, 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 no. The meetup planet. Oh, the meetup planet. The hegemony representative. Have her bring the kids. Yeah, but then that... We all want to meet your one million children. Well, we're going to need an entire dropship for like <laughs> the the eight year olds. Then like, uh, you know, you heavy the cruiser that is... was a big ship. Yeah. 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 We need an Imperial supercarrier for this family tree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I will. Uh, I will send a message back to Layla. Uh, things are getting complicated. Meeting with, um, uh, what did you say the name of the representative was? Talia. Talihania. 
Polyhania. So okay. Matriarchania would be her title. Okay. All right. Meeting with Matriarchania on, um, again, what was the planet's name? Nirand. Nirand. Um, uh, hmm. How do you, how do you speak to a, a, a significant other you haven't talked to in a very long time? Huh? Uh, 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 um, I have no idea how to end this, Mike. This is this is hard. It just says uh, meeting with Matriarch Hania at Nirand for debrief. For debrief space, without... nothing further. Like a military, like end of report. Mm. <laughs> Oof. Please, please. Meeting with Talihania. Hania. Stop. <laughs> please also come by. Stop. Yeah. Would be super cool if you swung by. No. Your husband, Amari. <laughs> yeah. Um it it would mean a lot if you were there, Amari. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and so this message goes off and syncs up with a comm buoy somewhere and then is shot off to vast plane. She will get it in her own time. Eventually. Once you are clear of the planet, what is, and you start like getting this, these messages and you're just out in space at this point, you've broken orbit, you're away from the planet and you're moving towards the, um, kind of any place that's safe to warp, which is basically anywhere else in the system. I'm going to go see if Shay needs any help. Cause I think like the, our number one priority now is like not being able to be tracked or not being trackable. Yeah. Cause that is a big thing you would know is once you arrive at a waypoint somewhere else, that's when your ship pings and people know can people with a lot of time and resources and energy would be able to track down where you go. Yeah. Like say, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Agus tech solutions. Yes. So if I can cut cut down any of that time so that we can warp or we can start warping away from here and also shoot yeah. a message to Zan. Okay. Yeah, installing the Formian generator is difficult, let's say. Your ship isn't designed to it's like you're you're jamming some big piece of technology into something that wasn't designed to house it. So it's basically having a generator just kind of sitting on the floor of engineering wired into the ship systems. Yeah, we're gonna have to stop somewhere and get like a shelving unit or something for this thing. <laughs> Zip ties. Yeah. <laughs> and you know that having some kind of cooling housing for this thing would probably also be good. It's yeah, gonna... we need to get like a full gamer rig for this thing. <laughs> it's, it's not like it's going to burn a hole through the floor when you use it, but it's definitely like suboptimal the way you're doing it right now when it's just cords and uh, wiring attached from your drive core and warp core into this thing that's just sitting on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start, I'm going to start uh, getting quotes on <laughs> various things that we need for this. Well, 
we have a bunch of parts to sell. So, you know, this is true. And I guess it comes down to what is Oracle Zero's next stop, because depending on where you go could radically change how you approach modifying and reconfiguring the Tiresian slash selling a stolen ship. Yeah. Yeah. That as of Mara's intervention now isn't a stolen ship. It's just a ship you happen to own and have in your possession. Yeah. The best kind. Victimless crime. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh Nobody was harmed. I feel like if you steal something from an arms dealer, it is a victimless crime. Yeah. Like, I I just, I'm going to pose that moral question and say, asked and answered. That's Um, fair. And also, and also, like, he was clearly going to be in trouble with um, Ragna for having this... uh, nuclear weapon so like she might have just taken the ship away anyway to punish him so it's like we just did her job for her exactly what's worse she was unaware of it and there was just this loose zealot armor in the wild or she was aware of it and she allowed it to be there i don't know what's the worst option i think the second one is worse i was (laughs) terrified she knew about it like when i was planning on bringing it up. Uh, Mm. So yeah, I'm glad I'm actually glad she didn't. Um, Oh, you dodged that conversation entirely. Well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) You don't know if the real Ragna actually knew about it or not. That's true. True. We could call her. We could. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty sure. Yeah. We have her contact information from the, from the ship, right? Ragna, would you be interested in purchasing a ship. <laughs> Here's the description. <laughs> As you are flying through space and like figuring out this composition, Oswald, you have gone to lay down, essentially. Yeah. Uh, as you're kind of unsure, what, what is going through Oswald's head right now as you were confronted with this gap in time. I mean, if the last thing I remember is submitting something to the archive, then then I would have to assume there's a connection between that and this gap in my memory. I don't necessarily suspect the archive of doing anything uh, untoward, but it is a it is a question that perhaps needs to be looked into. Um, so he starts. I guess he starts thinking about how he wants to go ahead and appro- approach this. Um, maybe looking. Maybe he's going to start looking into doing a little digging on on the archive outside of the archives' uh, own information banks. Okay. As you're beginning to consider this, you are struck by the fact that the information, like there, there's this weird gap in your memory. Yeah. And it's not even a gap in the memory necessarily. It's just, it, you went from one instant to the next and there is this, 
blink and you'll miss it moment where like you hit a button or you hit submit on this like virtual AR display that your, uh, your, your glasses can bring up in front of you. And then you were in the hallway and Florian was touching your shoulder and there's this in between this jump cut in your memory, essentially. It's not like you blacked out. It's just from one to the next. Yeah. And you're thinking about it and you're recalling some times on the storm's repose with similar little jumps. And it's really easy, like you said to Florian to cover, to write those off as 12 loco. Because, <laughs> of course it would sure. be. Very easy to lose time to that drink. Mm. But now you're like starting to consider it and think back on it. And it's like, are those blank spots you depression drinking? Or are they something more sinister? Which is saying something. Yeah. Because there's definitely beats on the the storm's repose where, okay, you submitted something to the archive, and then you would find yourself at the Blue Giant, consoling yourself in a drink for whatever reason. And there are mo- intervening moments that, like, is it the drink the reason you can't remember those intervening moments? You're beginning to second-guess those beats that have been happening for months now is there a, a mirror in in my room sure if you want there to be uh can i take a look at it and really like look at myself and look at these implants that i have and they're just two little like crystalline nodes on either side of your head they kind of like magnetize snap when you place the glasses on and that's what activates and like creates the ar display and the metanet uplink they're very unobtrusive. You would barely even know they were there if not for the fact they're just this little numb spot on the side of your head. Um, Mira. And you hear a voice, not projected out loud, but in your head. Yes, Oswald. I have a question. I love questions. I I know you do. It's uh, one of the many things I love about you, but... Um, well... Uh, not too long ago, I seem to have lost track of time. Um, I found myself out in the ship's hallway. I know, I, I saw. How... Yes. You, you, you did see it. Um, was anything out of the ordinary about me? Um, anything strange? Your motor function seemed slightly inhibited, but I assume that was because of the other user's access to your backdoor protocols. Like the one I'm using right now. The other user's access? Yes. Who would that be? Oh, I don't know. You don't know? No. They didn't leave uh, a digital fingerprint? Not that I can detect. Oh, dear. Though, to be fair, this backdoor protocol into your cerebral cortex is quite thorough. 
I don't understand why everyone in the crew does not have one of these. It would make it communicating with them uh, much easier. Starting to understand why maybe other people don't have that. Oh? And what would that be? Well, it gives people the opportunity to make their way in. Uh, Obviously, you are welcome here. Oh, excellent. But I don't trust other people as much as you or the ship, the crew on this ship. Fascinating. Do you... Do you think maybe there would be a way that you could, we, we could figure out a, perhaps a way to keep people out? Perhaps. It would require building security protocols into, hmm, that would be difficult. There are certain synapses that I have access to that I might be able to rewire, but I am unused to this sort of hardware. Uh, as in me. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll steer clear of that. Perhaps for now, would it be possible for you to figure out who was it? Or at least to find a direction I could look? I, I could try. Maybe hold off on that for now. Uh, it might not be safe for you. Uh, I'll, cons- I'll, I'll, I'll consider it. I'm here to help whenever I can. Yes, I, 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 I know. Thank you. You sound concerned. Yes, I think I may have made a terrible mistake. Hmm. I've heard this tone before. It is... Hmm. And she goes quiet. And I think... Um, Oswald just kind of stares off sort of lost in thought he sort of absent-mindedly reaches over and he grabs a can of 12 loco and he opens it just starts drinking he just keeps sitting there until he finishes okay as you sit there considering the new nightmarish potential of a backdoor into your mind as the digital entity known as Mera is silent and contemplating her own experiences aboard the Tiresian. As industrious individuals try to modify the ship, as certain pilots contemplate exactly how much loyalty do they have to their their home and their family and everything they used to support and work for, We pull away from the Tiresian as it floats gently in space, moving towards some unknown destination. Somewhere out there, there is a dark corner, a world bereft of life, but for a single soul that moves in a strange floating gate dragged across the air as though a puppet held aloft by strings that support its limbs some unseen hand moving limbs in a gliding fashion as they reach up and gently touch a console fingers that 
look more like claws as the flesh and muscle has withered into bone-like appendages, nearly mummified in appearance. We'll tap a few holographic keys, and the hand will drift back down. On a holographic display above those keys, there is an image displayed. A first-person perspective of a low-set pair of eyes moving through a hallway of a ship. Glancing into a room to see a Taro man turn and give a quizzical eyebrow back towards this point of view. And then the point of view will turn and move back down the hallway. The hand will drift back up and touch the button again and the view will rewind. Seemingly moving backwards through the ship, you'll see the Taro man turn back to look at the console, the eyes drifting back along the hallway. They will glance briefly into a room where uh, an individual alien man sits at a, a helm of a bridge, staring in concentration at flying a ship underwater that he's not sure it should even be possible to do that. The view will rewind further backwards until eventually they will be inside of a littered, cluttered space of a room. That point of view will stare down at a augmented reality display displayed before them, showing a brief view of information on a name, several names. Oswald Octavian Theophilus. There are several listings. There is one near the bottom of that list that lists them as an employee of Vorpal Corp, a middle manager of some kind. There is one that is listed as presumed dead. There is one that is listed as a vidpop star. And there is one that is listed simply as formally known as Oswald Octavian Theophilus I. And that name is highlighted. And a brief blurb, as is the summary on the archive, a quick sentence near the top of that page to indicate exactly, like, what's this individual's deal? And... The name that is listed there is no longer Oswald Octavian Theophilus I. They apparently changed their name for professional purposes. And this individual, known as Ozymandias, was one of the key negotiators for the peace between what's left of the Dominion and the Conus Empire at the end of the Shattering. And that view on the holographic screen will just settle on that. And a whispered voice will say, Fascinating. And I think it is there that we will have to end this session and figure out what happens next time. Because as always, you can find us online at MatcomRPG on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us at MaterialComponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. 
can find me on Twitter at cryoutolivia. I am always there talking about D&D and other RPGs and also just a lot of other nerd stuff. So come hang out. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. I'm an illustrator and graphic designer doing a lot of tabletop RPG and other fan art. You can also support me on Patreon and Coffee. Links to both of those are in my Twitter profile. You can find me at The Readamus on Instagram and Twitter, where I post jokes and lots and lots of photos of nature. So come check it out. And you cannot find me on social media, but what you can do is support our show by rating and reviewing it on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Please, please, please do so. Indeed, and finally, you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at MKGorgoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things material components. But as always, the world is chaos, so please, be kind to each other. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.